Frank Ling. And I'm Charles Lee. And you're listening to the Grok Science Show. That's right, it's a weekly look at the world of science, technology, and the effects on our daily lives. Coming up on today's program, Kara Fitzgerald will join us to discuss Younger You. So stay tuned for all of this. Plus the Grokatron 5000. And our world-famous question of the week. Coming right up. Here. On the Grok's Science Show. Back to the Grok's Science Show. Well, we all want to be younger. How can we accomplish that? Joining us to discuss this issue is Dr. Kara Fitzgerald. Dr. Fitzgerald is the first ever recipient of the 2018 Emergency Leadership Award from the Personalized Lifestyle Medicine Institute in recognition of her work on DNA methylation. She's a leading voice at the intersection of nutrition, epigenetics, and aging, and is currently on the faculty at the Institute for Functional Medicine. She's penned the new book, Younger You, Reduce Your Bioage and Live Longer. Dr. Fitzgerald, thank you so much for joining us today on the Grok Science Show. It's great to be with you today, Charles. Well, certainly our pleasure. Certainly, I think a topic that all of us are interested in is being younger and why you decided to put this book together. Well, it was something that I was that I had introduced into my clinic practice. So I've got a clinic practice here in Connecticut. And um, in about 2013, I started to read the science on epigenetics. And I... So I'm a functional medicine clinician by training, very nutrition forward. And I was concerned about, uh, actually, specifically, I was reading about cancer and epigenetics. Cancer can take over gene expression in us efficiently and sort of promote itself. It's like one of the ways cancer grows and proliferates in the body. And I had some concern around whether A, we would negatively influence that. Could some of our interventions in functional medicine negatively influence epigenetic uh, expression? And B, um, could we favorably influence it with a diet and lifestyle program designed around epigenetics? And so we scoured the literature um, over the next number of years. We wrote Uh, something for professionals on it. And I educated other professionals in the functional space. Uh, In fact, my colleagues over at the Cleveland Clinic uh, Center for Functional Medicine were early adopters of what we were doing. But we wanted to research it. Are we influencing gene expression with our intervention? And so it was 2017 that I was given an unrestricted grant um, to look at it. And one of the things, so going back to cancer and how it bridges over to aging, aging is the biggest risk factor for cancer, heart disease, cardiovascular, excuse me, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, dementia. Aging is the biggest risk factor. And it's when you look at the level of gene expression, these diseases look like aging. It's kind of crazy. Science is starting to shift its thinking and sort of asking the question now, if we reverse aging, if we focus on reversing biological age, which is simply how fast our bodies are aging versus our chronological age, which is the number of years we've lived here, if we can slow down or even reverse biological aging, then we will, by extension, reduce risk of all of these chronic diseases that are plaguing us, particularly in this country. So 
embarking into our study, one of the fundamental questions that we wanted to ask it was, are we reversing biological aging when we look at gene expression? I, I guess what I can say is that I was confident, maybe naively so, but I was confident we would influence gene expression with our intervention. But I was as excited um, as anyone to see that we had actually reversed biological age by over three years in our study participants as compared to our control group. This had never been demonstrated before. In fact, we're the first study out there looking at biological age reduction with a control group and certainly the first using a diet and lifestyle intervention. So there were a lot of firsts with our findings and it's been an extremely exciting uh, journey for us. So when you talk about biological aging, you've mentioned epigenetics and DNA methylation. Yeah. So again, biological aging is sort of how fast we're, how, how wear and tear is showing up on, you know, how much we're, our bodies are breaking down. Are we, you know, aging faster biologically than our chronological years or slower? Obviously, we want to be aging slower. And the way that we measure it and where it seems to be sort of sourced to is gene expression. So our genes are kind of inert, sort of like the hardware of your, of, you know, of your, like you're in your laptop. And um, epigenetic, the, the, the area that regulates which genes are on and off, that's called epigenetics. It's the field of epigenetics. A main process in epigenetics is DNA methylation, or a main biochemical process is DNA methylation. Um, when, when there is a lot of DNA methylation happening on a gene, that gene is turned off by extension. When the methylation is removed, those methyl groups are removed, then that gene can be turned on. DNA methylation of all of the, you know, 100 plus processes involved in gene regulation, DNA methylation seems to be the most resilient. So cell division after cell division, DNA methylation patterns can remain. There's even a heritability between generations component of DNA methylation. And we can actually measure it reliably. We have the scientific tools, the laboratory tests to be able to measure it reliably in the research setting. So a lot of us have put our focus when we're thinking about epigenetics towards specifically towards DNA methylation. It's been shown that the changes associated with methylation, with aging, excuse me, can be reliably measured in DNA methylation. And beyond that, and this is a huge sort of radical statement, aging itself might be driven by changes to DNA methylation. So it behooves us to think about what we can do to optimize DNA methylation and epigenetic expression. And it, you know, it turns out there's a lot that we can do with regard to our diet and lifestyle to favorably influence. Good news that things like diet and lifestyle can favorably influence that. Are there certain aspects of the diet, uh, certain types of diets, certain activities that are promote this type of methylation more than others? Yeah, so our diet is very rich in what we call epinutrients. And just you know, like the name implies, these are nutrients that influence epigenetics. And we're especially focused, again, on DNA methylation. So the way that we, uh, we, we make methyl donors, so this, it's just a carbon and three hydrogens to define it. It's just this small, ubiquitous molecule 
um, in biology. Um, and we make it in something called the methylation cycle. And that's a very nutrient intensive cycle in the body. And we're making methyl donors all day long, all day long. And then we're using them all over the body and, you know, and DNA methylation in particular. So we want to make sure we've got a lot of methyl donor foods. Um, and these are foods that are rich in folate, B12, betaine, which is found in beets. So we want you to be eating beets on this diet. Uh, and choline. Choline is very rich in eggs. So if you're, uh, if you like eggs, if you're egg tolerant, you're not allergic or you're not vegan, we want you to be eating some eggs um, every week. And so, and there are other nutrients, seeds and nuts and, um, you know, green leafies, uh, mushrooms. Mushrooms can be rich in these methyl donors. Liver, we like you to have a little bit of liver if you're willing to. I know not everybody likes it, but just a few times a week. Um, these are methyl donor rich nutrients. And then there's a second category of epinutrients that seem to sort of direct where methylation happens on the genes to a more favorable pattern, to a more useful pattern. And these epinutrients are um, polyphenols that we're familiar with. So curcumin in, green, in, in uh, turmeric or EGCG in green tea. Uh, luteolin in, in, in tomatoes or um, in other sources, uh, blueberries are super rich in the polyphenols that have epinutrients in them, um, colorful fruits and vegetables, cruciferous veggies are very rich in sulforaphane and something called diendolmethane that are epinutrients as well. So there are many, many foods that have this potential to help, we think, help with gene expression. I mean, that's seems to be what we saw in our study, and it's really very exciting. We have a long appendix, a 30-plus page appendix, where we outline key epinutrients um, that we've identified in the scientific literature and where you can get them in your diet. Everyone should be able to find foods that they're eating and things that they would like to add to their diet. So it should be a win-win for most of us. You know, your book closes with tailoring this for each individual. How can people find out what their bio age is and tailoring the right plan? Yeah, right. So we walk through, you can do the same diet using the book. You can use the, you can do the same full program that we used in our research study. And I would love for you to do that, but you can enter into this wherever you want. We think that just getting these nutrients into your, into your bodies is the most important thing. Um, and you can find out, so you can get the book and you can get more information at youngeryouprogram.com. You can actually take a biological age subjective assessment at youngeryou.com slash B-A-S-A. You can see where we have an app. So we have a digital program that will, um, you know, hold your hand through any of this if you want additional support and access to nutritionists trained in it. So there's lots of fun ways you can um, you can find in us and engage in, in what, we are, what we're doing. Maybe to close, any final words regarding your book, Younger You? I would say, Charles, that we're aging faster in this country than in other countries. We're biologically aging faster. The last 16 years of our lives in this country are spent with multiple diseases on multiple medications, most of us. Um, it's overwhelming. We all say that's not going to be me, you know, or we just or we also say so there's two sides, either that'll never happen to me or it's inevitable. I'm going to be really sick and then I'll die. You know, so there's these fatalistic attitudes or denial. 
I, I think we all need to get into the driver's seat of gene expression. We need to do whatever we can to create a favorable health span and lifespan. And I think this is a first step. We were just talking with Dr. Kara Fitzgerald, her new book, Younger You, Reduce Your Bio-Age and Live Longer Better. Dr. Fitzgerald, thanks so much for joining us today on the Grok Science Show. Absolutely. It was a pleasure to talk with you today, Charles. And that's all for this week's edition of the Grok Science Show. Make sure you tune in next week for more from the world of science and technology. If you'd like to contact us here, you can email us at science at groks.net. For Grok Science, I'm Frank Ling. And I'm Charles Lee. Make sure you also see us on the web at www.groks.net. Have a great afternoon and keep on grokking.